Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome in here. It is a gorgeous morning at 21 degrees uh, compared to the last few days. Is there such so, a thing? <laughs> it is. It's Just, sunny. The roads are melting. The stuff on the roads is melting. You can drive uh, on it now. Good, good. It's delightful. Um, however, <laughs> I just now, like 20 minutes ago, made plans for what I'm thinking about doing on Sunday for the game. I don't know why I'm bothering. <laughs> I don't know why I'm bothering to make plans for Sunday. Don't because think it's going to come Because what off. time the game actually will be. Right, or if it'll be Sunday at all. I mean, who knows at this point, because yet again, another round of lake effect snow is headed into Buffalo. Why do we play football in Buffalo? Why do they have a team? <laughs> because the Bills are awesome. That's why, why do they get to be in the NFL? Can they be awesome in like Kentucky or something? No, can, absolutely can they not. go put a game in, you know, in down south somewhere instead? Yeah, you know, it's funny. The last time they were talking about uh, raising money for stadium renovations, see if you've heard this one before. Oh, the, big th- the big threat was that they were going to move to, of all places, Toronto. Now, at least <laughs> if you play... No, wait a minute, though. At least yes, if you play the game... north. At, yeah. At least if you play the game at Rogers Center... There's a roof over that, so you, you wouldn't have to worry as much. But, I mean, the travel situation is going to be not really all that much better. Although Toronto doesn't have a lake just to its west, so lake effect isn't as big a deal there. Does Mississippi need a team? Florida can have another <laughs> not, one. Not Texas have room for an, San Antonio need a team somewhere down south. Um, all right, so we are supposed to play Buffalo in Buffalo at five thirty p.m. on Sunday. Yep. However, uh, they are looking at a forecast that is projecting a lake effect storm. Tell me if you've heard this before, dumping nearly two feet of snow on the Buffalo region. Yeah. Now it's Buffalo. They're used to that kind of snow. True. But you just, it's just perfectly timed in exactly the wrong way. Yeah. And the thing is, you've got to wait for it to stop. You know what right. I mean? So it's, you clear it. Right. They can do it. They can clear that stuff out really, really fast. I mean, the entire city is built on nothing more than drainage. I mean, that, that's all they're concerned about is how do we get a whole lot of water out of here all at once? So that's not really the problem. The problem is the timing on it, because if that snowfall starts at two o'clock in the afternoon, it's not going to be done at 630 Eastern time when the game is supposed to kick off. Okay. Um Talk to me about timeline in terms of, I'm trying to think, so when did, the, when was last Sunday's game moved? 
Uh, like how, how far in advance did they decide to move it? It was only about a day. Now, there had been talk uh, Thursday and Friday about looking at different options, maybe moving the game to Cleveland, maybe pushing the game off a day or two. And finally, I, I believe they made the announcement right around midday, maybe early afternoon on Saturday and said, yep, we're going to call this one and we're going to go ahead and move the game to Monday. So don't expect that by Saturday or at least by Saturday morning that we'll have a definitive answer to all of this because you just don't know. I mean, predicting the weather up, you think it's hard predicting the weather here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and as we said before, when those snow bands come in, if it's 10 miles to the north or south of Orchard Park, and it, mm -hmm. it easily could be, yeah. then Orchard Park might get nothing. Yeah. The concern I have about this in particular, and I know um, I heard Dana and Parks talking about this. I don't, I don't know how many people from outside of Buffalo are going to travel to Buffalo for the playoff game. Yeah. I don't know how many people from Kansas City are going to go. I, um, flights, I know, are not ridiculous. I wouldn't love that drive, but it's drivable. You know, if, if you wanted to take a couple extra days off work and drive it, you could do it. The problem is waiting until Saturday to change the game time is if you have people coming from out of town... I mean, I guess just be forewarned now that, right? And frankly, if you're flying into Buffalo, your flights might be affected too. Well, yeah, here's the other problem, though, that if you're looking at making that drive, I don't blame you. I mean, like Jamie just said, you're talking 13 hours, I think, roughly. Um, we've, we've made that drive a lot in the last I've done couple it many of years, times, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, you know, go on our way through to Cooperstown. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's roughly 13 hours. But the thing you have to remember, and we got stuck by this back in 94 when we were going up to see the, the Bills play the Raiders, is that the, you what part of that drive is the West Virginia Turnpike. Good luck mm -hmm. if that thing starts to get snow or if i-71 if you decide to take the northern route up through uh, ohio and if they start getting snow on i-71 it's going to slow you down so you need to to add in time if you're making those plans now i would plan on leaving friday right after work just yeah. get in the car and go yeah spend the night in chicago that's eight hours get or i mean maybe don't go that way i just the, in my head better, i do chicago first but you better way to go to through that. Yeah, the better way to go through is through the center of Ohio. So you would hit okay. Dayton, Ohio. So you, you kind of go through central Illinois, then through Indiana. So you could stay in Indianapolis. You could stay in Dayton, Columbus, or if you want, get all the way up to Cleveland. From Cleveland to Buffalo is a three-hour drive. Be thinking now. Here's your here's your warning. And then you yeah. got to get back somehow also. <laughs> right. So and, just... and considering it's a late game, Monday morning is probably out of the question. 5.30 p.m.? That's yeah, not too bad. That's not that's not so late, think, right? Well, but you figure it wouldn't be over until eight thirty. I mean, you, what yeah. I'm saying is you're not going to make it back for work on Monday morning. No, not not at all. Not even. I guess you could drive straight through the night and be late to work. Yeah, that's that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so kids are back in school today. Yay for that. Probably back in school tomorrow, Friday. Even Nick Bender was kind of warning us yesterday uh, that Friday might end up being a day out because of cold weather. I wondered how Independence School District was going to handle this with their four-day weeks. And you know, it's kind of brilliant. I I hadn't even thought of this as in a, you know a conceivable advantage to going to the four-day week as they did. But now, where all of the other school districts around the area are going to be scrambling, it's like, what are we going to do? We're going to have these kids in school until the middle of June. I mean, this is going to be crazy if we keep missing all these days. Independence just says, well, have them start going on the off day. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, any disruption in schedule is going to be annoying to parents. 
And so, yes, it's a good solution because you're not tacking on days to the end of the school year. So at yeah. least parents that have vacations planned for right after school lets out, none of that is, none of that's, none of that's disrupted. But, you know, this schedule was kind of unusual for a lot of parents anyway to try to get used to this. And just as you get used to having the Fridays off and what do you do with your kids on those Fridays, you're going to have some Fridays then where your schedule is going to be different. Yeah, now you got to go back. <laughs> right. And, and it's just a different way to do your day. But at least all it does is build in some time in the middle of the school year to do those days. Now, for all the other districts, that doesn't help much. And you wonder, are we going to start looking at maybe shortening spring break? Does that suffer at all? I mean, is spring break even still what it used to be? Because for us, it used to be we were off Good Friday, then through Easter weekend, and then the entire next week. So I don't know if that's still done. I mean, are we still looking at like maybe Friday, Monday for spring break? Do you know when Good Friday is this year? I don't I know don't, what off the top can, of my I'll head. look it up real quick, but uh, yeah, well, um, it, it just, I mean, that would be an obvious solution so that you don't have to start pushing into summer. But then again, pushing into summer doesn't mean as much as it used to. I mean, it's not like the kids have to be home for the harvest. So if I'm not mistaken, Shawnee Mission, this is just the district I have in my head, Shawnee Mission is out the week of March 18th for spring break. Oh, wow. I have that's no early. clue when Good Friday is. I know it's Easter March. is early this year. Good Friday is March 29th, so you figure that's uh, September, April. Okay. Yeah, so the 31st is Easter Sunday. So it's just the one week. I think school districts mostly just get off one week. We didn't get off Good Friday. We just got one week off always for spring break. I grew up in I a would hate town. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? I would hate to see them touch spring break. I don't. To your question, I don't know if it's still you know what it used to be, but it's still a week that people go on vacation, sure. and those vacations are probably planned. I don't know what the best alternative is. I think most school districts build in five days or so into their calendar for snow days. We've already had three, right? Two last, three last week? Yeah. Depending on when you week, went back. And then. And, and yesterday. Right. And well, and Monday. So well, Monday, yeah. Monday was a Monday day was a anyway, Right. So. Um, yeah, I don't. And if you want to, what's your preference? Parents, 913-586-7798. Not that the district's going to have the luxury of asking you. They're kind of stuck in whatever they've got. But sure. what's your, what would you rather see them do? Uh, yeah, somebody, I, this must be somebody in Independence because we just got a text in that said, we don't have spring break, even though we do four days a week. So that may have been the trade-off is that we can do the four day a week thing, but you've got to. You can't have a bunch of week-long breaks in the middle of the school year. Um, boy, some of our texts are getting weird. Um, yeah, some of you that live in other districts just make up the days um, on days that the kids were going to be off anyway. Like, you could probably take out or switch around school improvement days for teachers. I don't, I don't know what flexibility there is on that, but there, there are probably some flexibility there. I also wonder what, um, what power do districts have to lengthen days as opposed to adding days can you lengthen days that gets complicated because of buses yeah but and, and for for parent schedules as well i mean for, you know for parents who pick up their mm -hmm. kids at school but if you have to do it you have to do it and that's that's also not a bad solution but logistically it's going to take a lot of doing okay so while we're talking about the cold what happened in lawson <laughs> with the water <laughs> Lawson, Missouri, which is northeast of here, uh, just past, if you, if you go to Excelsior Springs and keep going, the next town you end up in is Lawson. 
And they had a little problem with a water pump because as we've all been worrying about our pipes freezing and putting in the you know the extra insulation and dripping the water faucets and all of that, apparently the water utility in Lawson didn't see this one coming and one of their water pumps, one of the main water pumps to the city froze and knocked the entire city out of water service gone this all happened yesterday morning and i mean if the water utility freezes there's not a whole lot you can do did you say they didn't see it coming yeah i mean they they, they didn't predict that one of their pumps was going to freeze okay, is what fine. i mean i mean say the yeah, cold they, we knew was coming they, for a while they knew that yeah they knew it was going to get cold but they did i i've never heard of that happening before where the water utility freezes now the good news is that they got water service back up uh, i believe yesterday afternoon if you're in Lawson and can confirm or deny, then by all means. But it didn't do any severe damage. Like, we have to worry about if one of our pipes freezes, it bursts under the right. sink, and all of a sudden we've got the entire kitchen flooded. Th- that didn't happen. It just, the pump froze, and it wouldn't work for a little while. But, yeah, imagine that when you get that phone call, and you're the guy who has to make sure water is running to the entire city. Well, it isn't right now because we kind of had a little freezing issue. So the Fox First story mentions fires burning, that there was a house fire. Yeah. And that was a with big no deal. hydrants in an area, and then you can't get the water to go. Right, because even though it was out in rural, kind of middle of nowhere land where there are no fire hydrants anyway, in a case like that, you have to fill the truck up with water. And if there's no water in the city, you can't fill the truck up. So they just had to let the place burn. Wow. Wow. Okay. Hopefully they have figured it out because it's going to be cold again this weekend. I mean, it's going to be an exact repeat. Saturday, Sunday are going to be just as cold as last weekend. So hopefully, you know, the other thing we're hearing about, and this wasn't necessarily on our list today, is I have more stories that I can keep up with today about fires. I'm having a hard time even keeping straight what's what. There was one, yeah, yeah, there was one that um, an extension cord, there was a space heater that was plugged into an extension cord, and that's what started that fire. There was another story of a fire where they didn't have a working smoke detector. And so that caused problems. It's just, I don't know what to do about all this basic stuff that we keep talking about to prevent fires. Yeah, and as we've said so many times, if you have not yet checked all of the batteries and all of the wiring and everything and do the little test thing on your smoke detector and on your CO detector, you're running the heat a lot right now. And if there's a problem with your chimney, CO can build up very, very quickly and you won't know it until it's far too late. So just check all of that stuff. Make sure that you've got working detectors for smoke and for carbon monoxide. It's vital. 913-586-7798. We'll take a break. Coming up, we'll switch gears. Uh, We have new details in this case of a five-year-old boy who uh, was dead and fell from a building in downtown Kansas City uh, last year. We'll talk more about this coming up here on KMBZ. Phone number 913-586-7798. All right, this next story is tough, um, but it's one we need to talk about here for a bit. This takes us back to November of last year. Um, When police responded to loft apartments there at East 10th Street and Grand Boulevard, this is the Grand Boulevard lofts, and they found a five-year-old boy who was dead. He fell out of a window there from the 17th floor of these lofts where he was living with his mother. And now, and there are some weird parts of this case about records being sealed and then court documents being posted, but now we know more about the mom. 
Yeah, and we had some inklings of this because of what we had heard from the neighbors. And the neighbors in this apartment building said they all knew this young man, Grayson O'Connor, the five-year-old, that he would wander around the building, that they just knew him from around. And some of them said, yeah, he would come in and we'd watch TV and, we, you know, I'd feed him because a lot of times he was hungry. And it just seemed like his mother wasn't taking care of him. We don't know where the father is, but Mm -hmm. apparently the mother was the one who was there supposedly taking care of him in this apartment building. And what we knew right after his death was that the police said that she is a person, she, the mother, is a person of interest in the case, but she still has not been named a suspect. And they still have not said that they've not classified the death as a homicide. So they're still seemingly leaving open the possibility that this was a tragic accident. But what we now know is that she was in police custody for a while. And I want to say that that it was a, a hospitalization situation. In fact, I know it was. Now that I'm thinking back on it, she was taken off to the hospital. Since then, mom has been back in the apartment And that's a detail that we just found out. We also just found out that there is an eviction proceeding that has been started by the apartment building. And there's a lot of clues in that eviction proceeding about what may have happened to Grayson O'Connor, including the fact that one of the things that they're dinging her for in this action to try to get her evicted from there is that they said, and I quote, she carelessly removed the window stops from the apartment's windows. Remember, we had heard from the other tenants that they said, you can't open the windows all the way. You can't even open the windows to the point where a skinny little kid like him could get out. Well, now the apartment is saying she took the window stops out, which raises the question, why? I have to ask a question about what window stops exactly are. It's just like it sounds. It's it's a device that keeps you from being able to swing a window open. I don't know if those windows swing out or if they lift up like a regular double hung window would. Okay. But but a window like a stop, bar that yeah, would only keep it going so far. Correct. Right. Okay. So you can only open it a little ways, and they do that. Apartment buildings specifically do that for safety reasons. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a logical reason why you would take the stop out, why you would need to open a window more than what it allows, and the only logical thing that comes to mind is like, if you were going to put something, you were intentionally going to need it open to put something through it. You were lifting something up from the side of the building or something. There's a scene in ghost where they try to put the statue through the window. I mean, if you needed it open to pull something up through the window, otherwise, why would you? The other possibility and in going through this again, you know, we, (laughs) we have a hard time. I think when the weather's like this in thinking about this, but it wasn't all that long ago that it was brutally hot outside. And if you didn't want to run the air conditioner because you were saving on electricity or whatever, and you couldn't open the windows wide enough to get a decent breeze through, that 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 may be one sort of non-criminal explanation for why you might have done it. Now, I'm not saying that's what happened in this case, because the other detail that we learned is that when the police went in to the apartment, mom was sitting by the window. This is just after Grayson O'Connor's body was discovered, that mom was sitting by the window and the police asked her, what happened to your son? And she said the three words that are just chilling out the window. That's it. But didn't give any indication as to how out the window happened. Okay. Um, Let's play amateur lawyers for a second because we're so qualified. (laughs) Um, 
I'm I'm going to I don't know how the people that own these lofts would know. Well, yeah, I mean, who else could have done it? We know that the window stops were taken out. We assume it's her, right? We don't know if it might They're have been somebody assuming. else. They're assuming. They are it's assuming her. it's yeah. her. Yes, maybe it was him. Could a five year old have taken him out? I don't know, but may, or maybe it was somebody else. Who knows? But let's assume for a second that that's true because they think it is manslaughter. What's the uh, creating a situation in which it was possible for him to fall? Yeah, like a negligent manslaughter kind of charge, uh-huh. possibly. And even that, I mean, it's going to be hard because of what you just brought up. It's going to be very tough to prove that she did it. Right. That she took the window stops out. I mean, I don't know, honestly, what to make of all of this. But the fact that 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 was her only reaction when the police walked Mm in, there has been a lot of speculation about mom's mental state. I was just going to ask, is that is that a result of some kind of. Boy, it sure seems straight arrow. And now that doesn't necessarily absolve her of responsibility either. So that's not to say that if she has some really significant mental issues going on and who knows what those could be. I mean, playing amateur lawyer is bad enough. Playing amateur shrink is something I'd rather not do. But it just doesn't sound normal. None of it sounds normal. So they're going to have to sort through all of that. It, it, it's at least explaining why it's taken this long. And I understand the frustration. I'm as frustrated as anybody that there's been no resolution to this case yet, that there's been no charge in this case yet. But or at least some answer as to what happened. But this is what they're facing right now. And when you've got somebody who is either going to be non-responsive or whose responses may not make any sense because of whatever is going on inside her head, then it's it's going to be incredibly difficult for them to sort out exactly moment by moment and second by second what happened that night. 913-586-7798. Some of you are texting things that you've heard or comments that you've got. Feel free to give us a call. Uh, we'll get to your comments next on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Back in the freezer, he says, for the weekend. Oh, boy. Yes, we are. Um, we're talking about this story uh, because we now know more about this case of the five-year-old boy that f- went out 
a window. I'm going to I'm going to use that verb because we don't know. Did he fall or was he pushed? We don't know that part yet. Um, from the 17th story of a building and the eviction notice we now know um, has some pretty stunning details about the fact that mom allegedly took out the window stop that would allow the window to open more than it's designed to or more than it should. The other thing that's in there that we haven't talked about yet is that um, there are two things in there. One is the unsanitary conditions yeah. of this living space up until that point. And the other was the effort that the owner of this building had made along with police to try to get her out, to try to, to, try to resolve the situation. And we mentioned the mental health condition before, and that's in there, that, that because of a mental health situation, they were having trouble getting resolution here. Right. And we don't know what that is. I mean, that, that could be a thousand different things from depression to schizophrenia to, to I mean, anything. But right. that it doesn't provide a lot of answers. But when you talk about I mean, they're they're talking about not just unsanitary, but filthy conditions inside that apartment. And that just, again, points to someone who was not capable of caring for herself, much less anybody else. And as far as what it was that led up to Grayson O'Connor going out that window, I wouldn't even begin to speculate, but it was clearly a dangerous condition for a young boy, a five-year-old boy to be living in. And what do you do? I mean, the, the people inside the apartment, the other thing that they had said over time, and this came out in just the days after, part of the reason why they were looking for answers to this is because they had called. They had called the authorities and said, we want somebody in here to check on the welfare of this five-year-old boy and had been met with resistance. And so what do you do if, um, and you kind of asked this already, but what do you do if you ask her, and I'm sure they have, did you push him out the window? And she says, I don't remember. Or give or, some answer that doesn't even relate to it. Right. I mean, sometimes those answers that you can get from somebody who's in that state. I, I mean, I've said before, I had a good friend who had some pretty significant and pretty serious issues with bipolar depression. And when he was in his manic state, you can't hold a conversation. You, you can't. Yeah. You're going to ask a question and you're going to get an answer that relates to, you know, fighter bombers or something. like it. It doesn't make any sense. Nothing that you're trying to get through and get an answer to is going to end up making sense in their head or yours. Yeah, and someone just asked a question that was in my head, too. And um, if, if there were unsanitary conditions, I don't know at what point that gets reported to the state. But that sounds like that's a strong enough term to use to need a welfare check on the child at some point. And somebody just asked, why weren't actions ever taken? It's and a valid question. It is. And that's a question that everybody who lives in that apartment seems to have been asking in just the days afterward. But, and again, not to jump immediately to the apartment complex's defense, they can defend themselves. How much did they know before this incident happened? And is there legal liability with that? If they knew that there were unsanitary conditions, did they do everything that they should have done to prevent this from happening? Es especially if you get an indication that the conditions are that unsanitary because mom's not all there. Right. And if you're leaving a five-year-old in a situation like that, uh, does it put them at legal liability? I, the simple answer is I don't know. But it, it's certainly from a human just reaction you can't leave a child in a condition like that and say all right kid good luck you're on your own uh, yeah it, it's just such a simple thing 
um, when you think about a window that's open too far, anybody can fall through it. I mean, yeah. if it was an accident, kids get curious, kids climb, especially five years old, that's big enough to climb all over things and pull a chair up and jump out. Um, it's just such a, such a basic part of, of childcare. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind, Eric Clapton lost his son the exact same way. Yeah. Because a window was left open and he fell out. So we'll watch this case. Um, clearly, there's a lot of interest in it. Police are working on it. So we'll uh, we'll definitely keep track of this one as it moves through. All right, I want to talk about this jury duty scam. Um, sort of as a public service announcement a little bit, because you hear about this all the time. I, I feel like we can't repeat enough the words, you won't be contacted that way or that's not how the system works. 100%. Yeah, and this is a this is a very old scam repackaged. This is the grandparent scam. The grandparent scam, if you don't know how that works, is that somebody calls you either pretending to be your grandchild or pretending to be somebody who is with your grandchild who has just been injured or just been jailed or had some other tragedy go on and they need money right away. So you as the grandparent are thinking, oh, I better do this right away. Well, this is a kind of variation on that theme. What happened to this woman in, I believe it was in Johnson County, is she got a call from somebody pretending to be, do, do you have, do you have a location? Jackson County. Is, is Jackson it's, County. It's okay. Kansas City, yeah. My apologies. So uh, she got a, a phone call from somebody pretending to be a sheriff's deputy who said, you missed jury duty. We sent you a jury summons. You never said anything. You never showed up. And if you don't, it, it's a $45,000 fine. So you need to send us 10% of that. You need to send us $4,500 right now, or we're going to send somebody out there to arrest you. That never happens. They don't allow you to make electronic payment or payment over the phone to avoid being arrested. If they're going to arrest you, they're going to come and arrest you. You can't buy your way out of that. Thankfully, the woman in this case kind of started to get suspicious and said, would they really do that? And the answer is no, they wouldn't. She avoided the scam, but it's out there. What's the worst, if anybody knows, what's the worst thing that happens if you miss jury duty? If you, whatever the reason is, if you don't show when you've been called for jury duty, are you held in contempt? You, they deliver, they, you, you can be, they deliver you a summons. That's the first thing. And a summons okay. has to be hand delivered always. Okay. So they would deliver you a summons and say, you need to show up in court and explain yourself and explain why you didn't show up for jury duty, but it's never going to be send us money and we won't come and get you. What are the circumstances in which, as I asked the universe, I, I, I wish I could put out there a way, like, here's the only time this would happen and have it be legit. And I cannot think of a time where somebody would show up at your door and say, give me $45,000 or $4,500 right now or I'm taking you to jail. They just don't come to your door like that. It's just not no. how the world works. Especially when you're talking about sometimes, and we've heard about this scam going on before with far more serious crimes mm -hmm. than, than what she was accused of. I mean, the fact of the matter is, she was never called to jury duty. Okay, right. there, there was that no was jury summons clue. ever. Yeah, yeah. And and she said they eventually they sent her paperwork. Um, they according to the folks at Fox Four, they said one of the trickiest parts of the scam was the paperwork the scammer sent to this woman. It was a poorly faked document with her name, her city, and the date on an official looking document. So they went a step farther than just making the phone call. They actually sent her this stuff through the mail, and. 
and to some people that can seem a little bit more legit. But yeah, I mean, there's never going to be a time where your choice is going to be send me money or we're going to come and arrest you under any circumstances. So I immediately think stuff like this, like my for my mom, you know, and, yeah. and so because I'm not there and I can't I don't talk to her often enough to know every situation like this that would come up. And she's smart and street smart and I shouldn't worry about it. But I, I just want to tell everybody, don't be easily persuaded by somebody who who is confident and acts like they know what they're talking about or is talking really fast and is threatening you with XYZ if you don't do this. The, the first thing to do is if you're not sure, call whatever agency they are claiming to be with. Yes. Because if it's legit, they're not going to mind that you call to confirm it. I mean, no police officer, just like we talk about this with traffic stops, if you're the least bit concerned that this isn't a real officer, you tell them, hey, I'm, don't be offended. I just am concerned because I know they're scammed sometimes. Do you have your badge number? Can I call the police and just confirm? If it's legit, they're not going to fight you on it. Right. And, and there are two things that could happen in that case. One thing is that they'll just hang up. Um, right. with, with a lot of scam, they don't want to waste time with you. If you're not immediately going to comply, they're going to go on to the next person who will. So they might just hang up. The other possibility is, and this is the one that can be really, really tough, especially, I mean, the, the woman in this story said they're targeting the elderly. So you were right to be concerned about your mom. She said they're mm -hmm. going after older people because they, they may not understand the technology quite as well. They, they may be a little more scared. They may be in, in cognitive decline of some kind or another. And so the, the, um, the warning lights that would go off in your head or my head may not go off as easily in theirs. And sometimes what happens is when you, when you try to say, okay, I'm going to try and verify this. I'm going to try and check on your story is they will get nasty. Yeah. They'll get even more more you know stringent about no you need to do this right now or if you really want me to send those deputies to your house and arrest you i'll send them right now and they'll be there in five minutes and they'll try and scare you into complying and if you think about that in terms of you or me that may not seem like much but if you think about that in terms of your 80 year old mother then all of a sudden you can see where some people may be convinced to do that because they just don't know any better. And how many people are that easy to scare? Um, and it's hard to stand up to someone claiming to be an authority figure. Yes. It's hard to, it would be hard for me. I mean, it we're would be hard not for, to. Right, ex exactly. If there were a sheriff's deputy that were to show up at my door and he looks like he's in a uniform and he's got a badge and he looks real and he's scary and he's talking fast and it's threatening, it's hard to tell that person, I think you're scamming me. It's, it's easy to do it on the phone. It's easy to just hang up. It's hard to do it when that person is at your door. Um, and we do this every day and it would be hard for me to do that. You just gotta call, you, got, you, you just have to take, because you don't wanna be out the 45, just think about that. Do you wanna be out the money or do you wanna right. hurt his feelings? Yeah, and that's all they wanted. I mean, once if she went ahead and sent that $4,500, that was it. She never would have heard from them ever again. There would have been no follow-up, and it wouldn't have been until she decided to call and say, okay, what do I do about the other, you know, forty-five grand minus $4,500, yeah, $40,500 that I still owe you? And the sheriff's department would have said, what are you talking about? Yeah.
If you have thoughts, uh, if you have scam stories you want to share, we will always take those. That way we can share those with other people. 913-586-7798. Still to come this hour, Johnson County is where we go to talk about what's being seen out and about. Get to that coming up here on KMEZ. We're talking about the scam that had been reported in Jackson County. A woman who had not been called for jury duty, that was the first sign, uh, had a sheriff tell her, yeah, you missed jury duty, and now you owe us $45,000. There was paperwork that looked kind of legit, but was poorly imitated, uh, Fox 4 said as well. It obviously was a scam, um, and so luckily she caught it. We were talking about the other scams that might be out there. And we have Susie in Overland Park up next to join us. Susie, what's going on? Uh, before Christmas, I had a, I'm usually pretty up on scams, but before Christmas, uh, I got a text from, supposedly from the U.S. Postal Service. Oh, yeah. That uh, a package of mine uh, was, had inadequate address, and so they needed to verify the address, and there was, it was in the, um, central holding area and they would have to there would be an additional uh postage under a dollar and they needed my uh card to uh you know to charge it to and then they would send it on and i didn't hadn't heard that one before and i had i had a package that was late and i you know i just went with it I sense that card is canceled, and I have a new card. Did they? Do you know if they tried to charge anything on it? Oh yes. Oh, they yes. did. Oh, they were very man. busy for about two days, yeah. and but they were there were charges in uh, like three locations, very far apart. I think one was Arkansas, California, and someplace up up north. Oh yeah. And uh, so the the credit company called me, and at the time I couldn't think of anything else. You know, where else it could have been, but it had to have been there. That's it. Oh, that's exactly it. Yeah, I get that text probably a dozen times a week. I had Susie, never seen that or heard of it before. Yeah, it's it's been out there for a little while. I'll tell you what, keep listening, because I'm going to tell you in just a minute how to avoid exactly that. So thank yeah. you very much for the call. Yeah, Thanks if you get that uh, if you get that text, and like I said, I get them, oh, I don't know how many times a day, but they, they do. They say exactly what she just said. You have a package that's on hold at the central warehouse location because it couldn't be delivered for whatever reason, and then they give you a web address to send your credit card number to them so that, and she's right, that's how they they draw you in by saying it's a very small amount of money. It's a dollar or it's 85 cents or whatever. And you think, okay, big deal, 85 cents. I want right. my package. There is no package. The first thing you have to look for with any of these scams is when they send you a web address, if it doesn't say usps.com, or doesn't say ups.com or fedex.com at the beginning of that web address it's phony and so when you click on it if you i would advise you not to click on it at all they're not going to send you a text message that says they have your package think about it how would they have your phone number right Right. So, uh, but if you do, if you click on that web address, look in the, in the status bar at the top of your browser and look at that address and see what it says. Chances are it's a bit.ly address or it's an address that's just a bunch of gobbledygook.com or .co or .whatever. If it doesn't say the name of the agency .com at the right at the front of that address, it's phony. Yeah, and here's the thing. You know if you ordered stuff. Some of you were texting in about the text that you'll get sometimes from yep. UPS or FedEx saying, 
couldn't deliver. We have a package for you and couldn't deliver. Well, you know, if you ordered anything, you know, I mean, you it's, it's rare that a package arrives at your a thing like mail sometimes is one thing, but it's rare that a, a an item of some kind is going to come to your house unexpectedly. Sure. Yeah. And, and if there's a problem, I mean, <laughs> if, if there's a problem with the address, they know where you live, you know, especially the post office. They know what your address is. So they, they're going to put one of those hang tag things on your front door that says, hey, there's right. a thing missing, you know, call us. But yeah, they're not going to send you a text message. But, but watch out for that. Whatever scams come in, if they're claiming to be a legitimate authority, whether it's a business or a police agency or whatever, look at the web address that they're sending you to send them what inf whatever information or whatever money they, they're asking for. If it's not what it says it is, you're being scammed. Stay away. Do you have the problem with Amazon, John, where they will... I, I have very specific directions in my Amazon account of how to get to my door. It's not rocket science. <laughs> it's absolutely not rocket science. My building is very clearly marked. We, uh -huh. it's, it's a decent sized building. We get Amazon packages here every day. There's, it shouldn't be complicated. But it's happened several times where I will get, Amazon will text you, but it's through their messaging. It's, it's through their system. And they will say, can't deliver package. I'm like, what do you mean you can't deliver? I look at my directions and go, I don't know how much more specific to make this. They didn't look. They, they didn't they, look. No, they they got there. They tried to open the door. It didn't open. They went, well, oh, well, and, mm -hmm. and then just left. Well, the problem we have, because we live in a house, not an apartment building, but uh, so there is no main. I mean, there is a main entry. Yeah, our the the main entry to our house, our, where our garage is, is on the side of the house. So the driveway comes up to the side of the house. The front door is obviously on the front of the house. Where most of them do it is they walk up, but we have stairs though that right. go up to the front porch, so they don't want to take the stairs. And sometimes they'll put packages down by the door to the garage that we don't use. Uh, yeah, you said that, yeah. And they just and, don't and, and, go and to the right door. rained on or snowed on or whatever, and I have no idea there's even a package out there. That's why you need the little tone like I've got that tells me, not only does <laughs> it do. tell me when it's arrived, it'll tell me when it's emailed me to tell me it's shipped. Right. Because that just happened. And thankfully, sometimes they'll show, they'll send the picture of it you know, yeah. the, 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 here's where we delivered it. And I'll look outside and go, oh, it's down by yeah. the garage. I got to go down there again. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody, for sharing the information. Uh, we'll take a break. Coming up, we have another one of these cases. What do you do if you see a pedestrian who's been hit in traffic? We'll tell you about what happened with this story coming up next on KMBZ. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.